Clueless people, welcome back to Completely Fucking Clueless. My name is Sarah. My name is Audrey, and we both use she, her pronouns. Per. You know what I realized I just did? I did Sarah. Do you ever speak like that? Like you raise your inflection at the end? Oh, we. I got... Or not me, but generally we all got yelled at. I went to performing arts high school and they would get so annoyed at us. They were like, don't say your name as if it's a question. Like, don't introduce yourself. Like, hi, I'm Audrey Flowers. They were like, say like, hi, I'm Audrey Flowers. And we were like 13. So we were like, I know I'm literally thinking about like all the audition classes I've taken that have always told me not to do that, but I just did it. But you know what? This is our fucking podcast. So (laughs) come for me. (laughs) Yeah, I really think the head of theater, my old school joke brawl is listening to this and writing down critiques to go and send to us. A thousand percent, you know. We are listening. Hi, Joe Cabral. (laughs) So we're here. Another week has passed us by. How was your week? Tell us what's going on with you. Good. I I ended up going home, which was like kind of planned, kind of wasn't. So it was technically it was my five year high school reunion. Didn't what yeah so if you've been out of high school okay because i took a gap year i've been out of high school for six years yeah. what the fuck i know isn't that bonkers why didn't i have a reunion whatever pandemic oh t t t t t okay anyways <laughs> enough about me let me stop being so self-centered so it was technically my five-year reunion and i had two friends who actually aren't even in my grade they're in the grade above me who were going home because it was like our headmasters retiring or not retiring but leaving the school and so one of my friends was going to perform for it I didn't make it to any of the actual alumni events because why would you well I also was like (laughs) I had plans with a friend whatever so I got in I did go to their production, their opening performance of Xanadu, which I had never seen Xanadu before. Xanadu. That show is wild. I was about to say it's on crack. It's not. It's actually on like LSD. Yes. A um, thousand. I so badly. One of my friends found a bootleg and I'm like, oh my God, I'm some night going to invite everyone over. You can indulge in whatever substance, substance you desire. <laughs> I mean, like nothing too crazy because... It's my apartment. Exactly. Um, Laws. Laws. (laughs) Um, And we're going to watch a bootleg of Xanadu. And I think that'll be just so fun. I would say the end of the first act, all of a sudden the lights go on in the audience. And then all of a sudden the fire alarm starts going off. Oh. And we're like, huh? And we kind of thought it was part of the show at first. Oh, no. And they just keep performing. It's like the final number of act one. And then I see the dean of students from she's still the dean of students but from when i went there like stand up in the front row and telling us all to, like get the fuck out we didn't we let those kids finish i was like they said the show must go on and they went on fire who cares we are um, singing there wasn't a fire what it just was was like there was a lot of like dry ice and smog and oh. they had been rehearsing with it all week but this was the first day had been really hot so they had the ac on and the smoke alarms are actually in the ac interesting crazy um, so yeah, no, we all had to evacuate. They had to, the full fire department had to come. It took us like another 20 minutes to get back in the theater. No. I felt so bad for these and, kids. And then they did act two. And then they did act two. Yeah, the um, show must go freaking on. They weren't allowed to use any of the smog of the dry house for the second act, but Aww. they have figured it out for the future. I would say they were, a bunch of them were also on roller skates the whole show. And I was yes. so stressed Skip. for them. Okay. Here's a fun fact. I was in Xanadu. Yes, at the Broadway workshop in NYC. <laughs> I was in Xanadu and I think I was one of the Greek goddesses. Can't even tell you. But there is this immaculate picture of me with my hair like nicely curled in my Grecian outfit. I got, we'll put, I'll post it on the, on the Instagram. Something I loved is like there's all the different gods of whatever. I mean, they're high schoolers. So I feel a little weird saying this. But one of them was the goddess of sex and it was a redhead. And I was like, 
Uh, duh. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it's such a fun show, though. I like the music. I literally knew nothing about it going in. That's and interesting. things kept happening, and I kept being like, it can't get weirder than this. It, and it's then a it weird show. And then it kept getting weirder. Speaking of weird like shows and movies, my partner Olivia and I last night, we watched this new Rebel Wilson movie. Oh, yeah. Yes, I've heard a lot that of things That was about on it. Netflix. I heard it's good. Um, I wouldn't call it good. Oh, no. I would call it cringe. Like, when oh. I tell you, I would just keep looking over at Olivia and I was like, not like cringy in the way that it was bad acting, but almost the story was just so cringy. And I was like, I just want to like curl up in a ball this whole entire time. I, I will not watch it then. I literally like I can handle gore. I can handle jump scares. It's cringe. I cannot handle secondhand embarrassment. Oh my God. It is so cringy. Um, it was really cool though to see her in like a different light. You know, I feel like I haven't seen her in a lot of movies yeah she like i feel like kind of disappeared for like a few years yes there. yes and now i know she's like really trying to be more like you know everything that happened with like wanting to like shy away from the whole fat amy thing which is totally like a viable thing to want um so seeing a different part of her in this movie was very cool but cringe it was just the writing every <laughs> cringe oh no. like that is it yeah mm. the cringe the cringe well, how was your week how is my week? This week was a little bit of a tougher week for me emotionally. And I got my period this morning and it kind of all makes sense now um, <laughs> is that my body was preparing for my uterus walls to shed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, um, on Sunday, I hosted the Roger Reese Awards, which is like I would call it like states for musical theater in new york if you're a theater kid you probably know what the jimmy awards is if you're not it's basically like nationals for music theater um and it takes place at the minskoff which is a broadway theater and you get to be on broadway for a night so technically i've already made my broadway debut (laughs) (laughs) definitely not but um (laughs) i won the roger reese awards and went to the jimmy's back when i was in high school and every year since i've kind of started helping out and they asked me and the guy I won it with, who is Stephen Telsey, who was in our program at Elon to host. And it was honestly just like a really fun day. You know, I've been on my break with theater, but watching these high schoolers, you know what it's like in high school, how theater felt in high school before it was your career like there is just so much joy and pleasure in their eyes and they were all so cute and so talented. Actually, the guy that won Best Actor that's going to go to the Jimmys is from Pelham. Hey. He was such a sweetheart. So cute. And so that was really fun. And then, yeah. And then the rest of the week has kind of been just like a little bit of an emotional. Ugh. That's all I. Ugh. You're like, <laughs> you know, there's weeks that are just like tougher than others. I've just been tired. I've been feeling a little overwhelmed. Like the other day, Audrey and I, we went and we met up with an influencer friend for the first time, which was a big step for us in putting ourselves out there. Um, we got a lot of great information. But after we had like, we were like, okay, yeah, we'll get dinner and we'll record TikToks. We sit down and we start eating our cheese and pasta at this Italian place. Go to Uva on the Upper East Side if you need an Upper East Side location. Like if you're going to the Met, it's a great place to go. And we both looked at each other and we're like, not no. today, not today. Mm-mm. I think we went in tired to the meeting. And oh, then like, yeah. it was a lot of helpful information. But like also, I think a little overwhelming. It can be overwhelming. But yeah, no, we got some yummy Italian food. I had some amazing gnocchi. Oof. That gnocchi is so, so good. It was so good. Yeah, go to Uva on the Upper East Side. It's so delicious. But yeah, I think like, 
I I don't think I'm burnt out. I think I'm having like a little mini burnout episode because since we've released the podcast and TikTok, everything has been going like at 100 miles per hour, which up until like we released, I wasn't sort of acclimated to. And now I'm having this moment where things are just feeling a little overwhelming. I'm getting very stressed by like numbers, analytics, like stupid bullshit. And I'm trying to remind myself that that's not the purpose of this, that the purpose, that there's a different why to why we started this, why I post on social media solo. Like there are just different reasons. Um, But yeah, it's like this double-edged sword because I like to preach and I do believe that you know, we need to bring ourselves to the current moment and be mindful, but it's also hard to do that. And so, yeah, that's how I've really felt this week, you know? Yeah, I get it. Sometimes that happens to us, right? Pretty often, in fact. (laughs) Pretty often. (laughs) I know. I feel like I've been riding for such a high for a while that this is like the first like actual dip I can actually feel. I feel like I had that the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Where like wasn't necessarily a dip. I think it was just like, Again, that sort of like high, I guess I guess it kind of was actually a dip. Yeah. It was like a, that sort of like come down. Yeah, because if things move really fast and you're just like, what is happening? And I was kind of riding the high and now I'm like. And like the practicalness of like, I, I love all the stuff we do, the podcast, but like it does require a lot of time and like trying to figure out how to like fit it have in. some sort of balance and like to fit it all in in a day yeah I know balance is like a really big thing that I've been thinking about just like in so many different aspects like how can I balance like being a mess like my room being messy and like how can I make a a little bit more of a medium how can I balance what we do with my part-time job like how can I balance fun versus downtime? There are so many things when it comes to balance. I know. I feel like I constantly like every other week I'll somehow like one week I will have all the social plans in the world. The next week I will literally, I mean, not counting Sarah because we (laughs) see each other like for a full day, two or three times a week. Yeah. Um, But I literally like won't have any other social plans. And I feel like I just keep like flipping myself between like, I'll see so many people in a lot of ways that will revive me, but in different ways they'll burn me out. So then the following week I don't have any plans and I don't see anyone, but then I get a little depressed from not seeing anyone. It's oh gosh, life is such a bitch sometimes. I'm sorry. (laughs) That is maybe mean to say to life, but it is a bitch sometimes. Like, come on. Well, I mean, what I'd say, like, also the world is on fire in some serious dark ways that we're not a thousand percent really going to get into right now. But yeah, outside of like the silly things that we are complaining about, there are also serious, real real things things in the world. Yes, but that was that's our week, I guess. You know, we're here. We're recording. We're excited because we have a guest that we're interviewing that you'll hear more about shortly. And we had two meetings today. Yes. So like basically we are women in STEM. We are women in STEM with our meetings. We keep saying that to people and they're like, do you not understand what STEM is? And I'm like, no, we're women no. in STEM. I'd say like it's your partner, Olivia, and my parents who are like, do you know what STEM is? I'm I like, know. yes. And they're like, no, no you, you don't. Do and I'm like, I don't, I know I'm wrong. I like it. <laughs> it just sounds like they need to have one for like CEOs. Like yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a boss ass bitch or I'm a woman in business or yeah. I don't know. Something like that. We'll think of it. Yeah. Also like, you know, science and arts are usually in the same college in a college. So like same div. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure every person in STEM right now is cringing. I know. I know. We and act- that's fair. You're right. I agree. <laughs> we actually had a listener DM when I asked on Instagram, which you should follow at completely fucking clueless. 
they were like, oh, like you should get like a STEM girly on the pod. Yes. Um, which we do want to. Oh, we just don't know many STEM girlies. So if you have a STEM girly to recommend. Please recommend. Or us. a boy. No, that doesn't sound as a good. A boy. I was trying to think of the. Or well, a person-y. Yeah. We are open to all genders. A, a thousand percent. So yeah, if you have any STEM recommendations, let us know. Yeah. STEM babes. STEM babes. STEM hotties. STEM. STEM uh what's something that starts with s stem i was gonna say stem sexuals <laughs> if you have any stem sexuals to recommend to us we would love to hear that that makes zero sense no i like it i think that should be their new thing sometimes i get on this mic and i'm like where did like my intelligence go where did my mind go i just go blank i don't think it's that i go blank i'm aware of the fact and i openly admit that my mouth moves so much faster than my brain <laughs> so so often i will say something and before the person even has a chance to respond i will retract and or correct and or adjust what i've said because the brain is an afterthought sometimes and you know i sometimes what? always that's okay oh yeah you're living your life large i have fun i at very least entertain myself you know what you, we i i think we're entertaining or or is that like an uncool thing to say like i think we're entertaining i've never once claimed to be cool i literally oh um so my bestie had told one of her friends about the podcast and they were like okay i'm gonna check it out and the next day they saw them again and they told them they were like i genuinely actually like it and i'm going to listen oh, to it that's which so kind i'm telling you this right now is the sweet part the part that i find funny is they were like I picked up that like one of them's like a bit nerdier than the other <laughs> referring to me and my best friend was like yeah yeah she is but sometimes um, I wish I I mean not I wish because I I'm sorry like there's just genuinely things that I don't like which is fine yeah. but you are very similar to Olivia in your nerdy senses oh yeah and when I met my partner's friends a couple weeks ago I literally like I did not know how to relate. Like I was like sitting there and I was like, damn it. I wish Audrey was here to like help me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know this stuff. Like I'm trying to engage. And I mean, I ask questions, of course. And like, yeah. I, I'm interested in their lives. But also I think I get a little self-conscious because I'm like, I'm, I don't know any of this. <laughs> it's funny because I kept all of it just so not. Well, I guess I attempted to keep it secret, but I didn't do a good job because again, I have a huge fucking mouth. See, I didn't get your nerdy side until like you moved to the city. And I mean, granted we didn't live with each other at elon and yes. especially like junior and senior year also, when we were in lockdown you know? our whole life was about theater T, like honestly true. we didn't talk about a ton outside of theater and like what was happening in the department a thousand percent a thousand well look at us now we're growing so yeah. much yeah speaking of not speaking of growing i guess like we're still clueless so we <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we had someone say like clueless moment back to us today like not back to us like they incorporated it in a sentence after listening to the podcast and i was like I know it was a very big like we both I moment. think played it very cool and then after the fact we both went ah! I know it's just like cool to like again like it was cool for somebody to be like I really like actually enjoy what you're putting out there because again like we're just like throwing shit at the wall um <laughs> yeah I'm gonna be on oh when I was home I also passed like a family friend who is an actual adult and they were in their car and they walked past or they were driving past my mom my friend Julia and I and they stopped and like pulled over and rolled down their window. And they were like, I'm listening to the podcast right now. Aww. And I was like, that's very sweet. But I was also like, 
Holy shit. I don't know why like actual adults would listen to this. I don't know what you could possibly gang or enjoy from this. I'm like, you know, but I'm glad you like it. There was an adult in my parents' life that said that they had listened to the podcast and they found a lot of like, I remember feeling that way in my 20s. Like, and it's been interesting actually, like I just feel like the world keeps trying to send me little things because on Instagram, like, um, like older people, maybe in their 30s, 40s, whatever, with families, I've seen a lot of posts with people being like, uh, in my 20s, I was so confused. Like the decade of the 20s is the decade of unknowing. And so like, you know what? Period. Like it's okay to un it's okay to unknown it's okay to unknown it's okay to be uncertain and clueless and yeah when this guy was like my clueless moment like here's a clueless moment I was like I I love love it I love it I love it it makes me really happy yes but now let's go into clueless moments of the week oh Oh, no I just accidentally licked my mic that was unpleasant what a great intro (laughs) (laughs) I might cut that yeah okay so So it was like, please fucking cut that, you Uh, bitch. So let's get into Clueless Moments of the Week. (laughs) I'm I'm hearing it in my head as Clueless Moments of the Week. Sarah wants to make everything a song. I love it. I like to sing it. But anyways, Clueless Moments of the Week. Here we are. (laughs) Clueless Moments of the Week. Yeah. (laughs) I just like a little jingle for everything. So first off with Clueless Moments of the Week, we need to have... A, controversy like, controversy is among <laughs> us everyone we need to have a battle because battle we, of the bands but battle of the clueless branding yes branding we need to figure out what we're gonna call like a bigger clueless moment and a smaller clueless moment because we've had a couple submissions now and we want to hear what people vibe with the most because we're really not sure we're i'm not sure either i okay so we have a a capital clueless and a lowercase clueless moment okay and then somebody else this week said a cutie clueless moment and a queen clueless moment but it could also be the cutie clueless moment and a queenie clueless moment oh we could also do big c little c big c little c big or small Mm -hmm. so we're gonna like do an official poll next tuesday when this episode comes out and we're gonna settle this we're gonna figure it out and we need your help i will also do if you're listening on spotify they have the ability to have polls on there so just because on instagram they only last for like 24 hours i will put one like i'm pretty sure it's just if you like you scroll down you have to do something weird on spotify to do it but you can find it please vote in that please let us know what you think because i like different things about all of them me too i like i i I agree i'm not even going to get into it because i need to think about it i need to ponder the deep questions that we ponder we're basically philosophers we are philosophers okay (laughs) (laughs) all right so clueless moments of the week what are yours okay i had to put down my drink okay so my baby clueless moment of the week so mine is i'm really trying to actually try and find like some actual bras that fit me like i mostly just wear sports bras but my clueless moment is like i know everyone's boobs are uneven but like one of mine is just genuinely so distinctly larger than the others that like i just have to choose between i'm going to either have one be too tight which just really doesn't look good or one be gaping which isn't super comfortable like what the fuck do I do about that? Like, I have always planned on at some point getting a breast reduction. But the longer I go, the more I'm like, maybe I want to get it sooner rather than later. If only like, not only do I want both of them to be a little bit smaller, but then I can make them even. The so that, like, size. Yeah, that's the thing. That's part of the reason why like, I don't even really super try to buy real bras or wear them because just genuinely one of my boobs is like at least one or two cup sizes bigger than the other. Yeah. And it's just like, doesn't work. Yeah. First of all, 
I agree with your bra hunt because I'm also on the hunt for bras right now. I have been wearing. I have been wearing a strapless bra that has the underwire poking through. So it's been scrap. Literally, I have scrape marks all over my boobs for weeks of wearing it. The only strapless bra I have is A, purple. B, I stole it from my sister forever ago, who my sister and I do not have anywhere near the same size boobs. Hi, Rachel. Yeah, if you're missing that strapless bra, I stole it like now four years ago. Oh. And it just doesn't even sort of yeah. fit my boobs. So I... There, I know for strapless bras, there's this one influencer and she like swears by it called like the red carpet, like strapless bra from this yes. brand called Wackle. Um, and I was looking at some of their stuff because I had tried it before and it was just very, the thing about having big boobs is all of the bras are for like, and I, I'm not trying to be ageist. They look like grandma bras. Yes. No, they're not cute. And I'm like, I want to feel sexy and confident in my bra. Like, why? Because I have big boobs. Do I need to, like, look- Be ugly. Right. So, I, I'm in that in that struggle yeah. with you. But I do not have the diverse boob size struggle. <laughs> no, it's generally just, like, one of my boobs is so obviously larger than the other. And, like, it always has been bigger. But, like, I put on weight in the pandemic, like a lot of other people- and it's definitely become more notable. And when I'm on my period, it becomes even more notable. And yeah. it's just like, is literally comical because I will have a bra on and it'll fit one. And then the other one is just literally like both sides boob is spilling out. That is so interesting. I've yeah. never had that issue. It's very annoying. Well, you know what? We are going to fight for justice in the bra world. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Does someone want to like make me a custom bra that has two different cup sizes? Because I think that's... Do they do that? I'm sure they, some company does, expensive. but I'm sure it's super expensive. Yeah. So what's your clueless moment? My cutie clueless moment. Um, my cutie clueless moment, which I honestly, I think right now I only have a cutie clueless moment this week is, <laughs> and you're going to relate to this. <laughs> why the fuck do I not do my laundry? Oh, why do I let it pile up and pile up until I have no underwear left till I have to, this is going to be disgusting. I'm sorry, everyone, but it's honest till I have to like all my sports clothes are gone from workouts and I'll be like holy shit I have a workout today and I have to rewear dirty sports clothes I like don't want to openly admit to that but have I done it particularly in the past few weeks yeah I did a giant massive pile of laundry the other day and a what's horrifying is I did I'm gonna say at least six loads and I still have what looks like a normal amount of laundry to be done for someone else and I've already done six loads. I've done three loads and I still have more to go. Olivia, when they were over last night, were like, holy, holy shit, you have so... But I'm like, I have so much clothing. I also literally... I have, I think, basically every time I've gone into work for like... Not every time, but at least once a week when I go into work for the past minimum a month, I've been like, oh my God, I need to do my laundry. I have no clothes. And I say that every week. And it's because every week it's been true. When I've done laundry, I've done like just enough to like maybe skate by. But then it's that thing of like, I live in a studio apartment. So then like the clothes have kind of taken over my bedroom. So then even when I would wash things, like they would end up getting so mixed in with the dirty stuff that I couldn't even figure out what was clean anymore. (laughs) It's, it's just such a battle and I don't know what it takes for me to like, I need to figure out like something, a system. And it's like, I live at home. I have free laundry. There's nothing stopping me. I mean, I'm super blessed. Mine's in building. It's in the basement, but it's still in building. It's just like, it's ridiculous. I'm like, and And it makes me feel just like, not like dumb or like a child, but like also a little bit like a child. Like the fact right. that like I 
like it's not hard to do laundry no and i and i know the solution is probably like sarah just do it little by little every week i I just like i know i I need i'm in a big portion of my life right now where i'm like i need to be a little bit more organized like my messiness is really starting to (laughs) impact me a little bit but i'm really excited because on saturday i have a day where i'm not really having much going on besides getting my eyebrows did um and i need to clean my room and i've said this to you before maybe not to the pod listeners but a huge another big thing about like I feel like with my space never feeling clean is that like since moving home from college which has now been over a year I know crazy Mm -hmm. is that like my space at home has just become like this jumbled mess of like stuff from college stuff from post-college stuff from pre-college and I just need to organize it I really am praying parents if you're listening to this this is my plea to please paint my room it will help (laughs) my it will help my mental energy so much I promise so hopefully more updates to come on that but that is my full clueless moment for the week amazing do you have another one or are you good for this week my big one that I've been trying to think of a clueless moment before recording and this this actually like came to my mind while we were recording um, as something that I genuinely have been struggling with. And we spoke about this. Was it yesterday that we saw each other? No, it was Tuesday. 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 Is trying to find that balance of like, again, we've spoken about on this podcast that we both tend to be people of extremes. Yes. And so I've really been trying to like have balance and also take care of myself. But like we're in a time where like there's some like possibly cool things happening and I want to put like a lot of work into them and like really try and like I want to push myself outside of my comfort zone and I'm just struggling to figure out like how to do that but I don't like again like I mentioned last week like I don't want to go back to the place that I was in and sort right. of like how to like push myself but not too far and I feel like the only way to find out is by like just continuing pushing and seeing where the edge is yeah but that's really scary and so it's sort of just how to like how to navigate that of like to push myself and like put in my 100 but not to find that balance it just feels next to impossible because I feel like once I again like once I get focused on something I tend to get very intense about it and then I forget about everything else and I don't take care of myself and that's how I've I've led myself to these other periods of times where I enter really bad depressive episodes yeah so yeah like I right now like there's a lot of things that I'm not super pushing myself on because I'm afraid of going back to where I was with them yeah I think and you know I've sort of been struggling with that too and I think like where I kind of am sitting at this with is just like you know I think we're both caught between like having part-time jobs and trying to make a podcast influencing career a thing and it is just so hard it is I feel like my mind you said this the other day I feel like my mind is very separated and I and I want to focus on the podcast and the influencing and the content creation so badly I'm like if I could just give all my time to it you know so it's it's a struggle yeah it is and I and I think I'm with you that I don't know the solution yet and that I think we just have to keep experimenting yeah and hopefully a solution will come maybe maybe (laughs) Oh, that was really pessimistic of me to say. No, I don't think it is. I think like it just takes time. You know, I think it takes time for things to be figured out and to have routines fall into place. Yeah, but I want to know it all now. Oh, girl, I know. I get that. (laughs) I I do. I do. But I'm hoping 
within a couple of weeks, things will hopefully... We're going to figure everything out in the next few weeks. Not like everything, (laughs) but maybe some more things like, you know, it's summer. Maybe things will... I don't know. We also like... We have a like possibly big business meeting. The thing that we mentioned last time, we are getting some answers on today that like could be something really cool, but I think has both of us like... (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. You know, we'll see. We're hoping for the best. Fingers are crossed, but lovely clueless moments you know yeah being clueless is fun (laughs) (laughs) you know I think it's just like part of this decade of our lives and I mean I think think it's part of all of it yeah I feel like as each stage of life happens I bet there's new things you're clueless about new things you don't know and that's why I'm so happy we have this space to be able to talk about all those moments well I mean like my sister's in her mid-40s and has two kids and her kid now for years has slept in her own bed and recently in the past like couple weeks or month or so decided she's not doing that anymore and is required sleeping in the same bed as everyone else oh gosh or as someone else and she's seven and it's like wait no we fixed this when you were four wait why the fuck is this happening again i know i can't even think about all the clueless moments that must happen when you become a parent but we're not we're we're not gonna get there we're not there yet (laughs) okay y'all so we have a great interview here for you today with tess barkley of busy blooming we found her podcast and her business er in the early stages of when we were researching about people in this niche and we love her aesthetic her vibe also like what she's trying to do and put into the world which like genuinely do think is really amazing and like genuinely she was like a, a big inspiration for us a thousand percent and you know over the last couple of days i've done a lot of deep diving watching her youtube videos and she, yeah i just cannot wait for everyone to hear about what she's doing with her business right now because she's doing such cool shit especially for women i'm just like oh my god this is the coolest fucking thing ever yes so and she's from canadia yes she is from canada very very fucking cool so without further ado we are so excited to welcome tess barkley to the podcast this week tess is a toronto-based content creator digital marketer and most recently a business owner Woo! ceo um back in 2020 tess launched her brand busy blooming busy blooming started off as a safe haven for recent postgrads to find community and now tess has turned busy blooming into a successful podcast social media platform and most recently a business to help women of all ages and in any stage of life live their best most authentic lives we are super super excited to be chatting with her so without further ado here is our chat with tess barkley today we are here with tess from busy blooming tess barkley am i saying your last name right yeah, it's perfect. Perfect. We are so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Can I just say, you guys have the cutest Instagram ever. I'm just so obsessed with it. I'm like, I'm coming on the cutest podcast and you guys' shirts like kind of match the Instagram. It's just, it's amazing. We were recording TikToks earlier, so we always try and okay. dress in yes. like yellow and pink. Um, okay. In the colors. Love it. But I, that's such a huge compliment coming from you because I am obsessed with your aesthetic on Busy Blooming and all of Aww. that great stuff. You were one of like the OG people that we found and were sort of inspired by when we started this. Oh, really? Oh, my God. That's so nice. That's so nice to hear. I feel like, yeah, we've, we have such similar vibes. Like it's, yeah, we have to stick together, you know, us, the girls who get the aesthetics. Yeah, <laughs> get it. I know. Well, so yeah. you started Busy Blooming all about like post-grad life and and that world what were you going through after college that kind of pushed you to start busy blooming yeah i feel like so much at once how, how old are you guys are you guys in 
I'm 23, so we graduated a year ago officially. Yeah, and I'm 24. Okay. 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 Yeah. So same. I'm yeah. turning 26 this year, which is alarming, but it's fine. <laughs> we're we're gonna just digest. It. I just want to be 22 forever. But yeah. So when I graduated, I was. I'm sure you guys can relate to this. Like identity crisis immediately. I was like, what am I doing? Um, and I think I just didn't see it coming. Like all yeah. the emotions I felt. I feel like. You know, when you're in college and university, there's so much help. There's so many academic advisors and like pamphlets and like things (laughs) and places to go. And then when I graduated, I just didn't have that. I was like, there's literally nothing equivalent. And so anyways, that's why I created Busy Blooming, kind of like the place I always wish I had. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that energy when I saw your page. I was like, oh my gosh, like somebody is talking about post-grad life because it's so weird. It's like not talked about. Yes. Like when you were creating Busy Blooming, did you, was there anything on the internet at that time that was very post-grad-y? I feel like all of the content creators were kind of in that phase. Like all the people mm. I watched were also going through it. So there's a lot of like influencer content for sure. Um, but I felt like from a more professional perspective of like resume templates and imposter syndrome and changing friendships and having an existential crisis (laughs) like there just wasn't really like a hub of all of that together and so that's I think it was more like the personal stuff for sure like I think people are really good at that like being really open but in terms of like resources I I didn't feel like I personally I'm sure there are amazing ones out there I just didn't see but for me I, I couldn't really find anything yeah absolutely no I I agree when I when I saw your page and when we saw it in the early stages of like what we knew was our idea we were like oh this is like so cool because I we're going through our existential crises and <laughs> like we don't know what to do yeah. I'm also not gonna lie when I saw your page I was like look so legit and adult <laughs> I was like that is oh an God. adult right there and I was like <laughs> She knows what she's doing. <laughs> I was like, I trust her. <laughs> I don't trust oh anything See, I do. That's why social media is so fake. Like, I, it's just, <laughs> it's all a highlight reel, right? It oh, is. Yes. It is. But you were, yeah. you studied marketing in college and had a job um, in that field, right? I didn't study marketing. I, I have oh. the most random degree. It's actually, I have a degree in like writing and grammar. Oh. Um, which is so random. I know. I, I think I just, I don't even think I say that that often. I just went right into marketing. But but yeah, so I graduated in 2018 and then I mm-hmm. went like right into marketing basically right away. And I've worked in marketing for like four and a half-ish years in Toronto. That's awesome. How was it like going from what was your transition like from school to nine to five career life? Yeah, like it's so um, I don't even know the word like jarring to go from being like in your sweatpants in a lecture <laughs> drinking a Starbucks to telling your coworker like happy Tuesday. I need this <laughs> Q1. Like, I don't even know. It's like you just become this totally different version of yourself and um. So it was really hard, like, for sure. Yeah. I think I'm also a person, I don't know if you guys are like this, where you, like, romanticize life a lot. And so, okay, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like I was like, I'm just gonna, you know, work in the financial district in Toronto and wear, like, a suit and all these things. And it, it was one of those situations where you don't really know what will make you happy because you haven't experienced it. And so I thought it would. And then when I was in it, I was like, hey, this is this is tricky. Yeah. Yes. I think like the theoretical of what we all imagine the adult life is going to be is so deeply yes. different. Because like even though like lots of people do like internships and whatnot, like it's just nowhere near the same of like 
actually like that is your life I feel like it's so interesting hearing about your nine to five life because that's something that we've never really imagined for ourselves um yeah but I imagine that you know you've left your nine to five and you're self-employed now I imagine Mm -hmm. there's like a lot of uncertainty in that transition can you talk a little bit about it yeah for sure I feel like as well going back to thinking about being like this nine to five person and yeah. corporate person like whatever I think it's interesting because like you're still you at the end of the day like right. you're still we're the same like even I think that's one of the big the hardest parts it's like you think you're gonna be this different person and you're still you and but you're in this like unfamiliar environment so I think that is still something I'm facing now like relating it to your question and yeah. so yeah so I worked nine to five I guess for like I don't know, four, three and a half years or something. Wow. It's all blurring together. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. And then now I work um, like fully self-employed. And mm-hmm. so I- I'm definitely not like a nine to five hater. I feel like people are so negative about the nine to five life. Like yeah. I feel like having a nine to five job is amazing. Like there's benefits and you get the same paycheck every two weeks. And it's so great in so many ways like there's so many (laughs) great things and so I just wanted to preface that I'm in no way saying like I no way look at the nine to five life as like a past and it's not like you're hitting your goals or anything but yeah so now I work like full-time for myself it's very it it was so hard it was so hard (laughs) like the transition it was so unexpected again like I think I'm almost contradicting what I said, but once you are kind of that corporate person for so long, and I feel like I created this brand as well on the internet where it was, I am like the corporate nine to five girly. Mm. And then that was just my life as well. And then when I quit, I'm like, I don't even know what I am really without work. And so it's also just really hard having no schedule and no boss and like a lot of different things. So we can get into all of it. I'm such an open book, but yeah. I I have a question of like, what were like the, your favorite parts and your least favorite parts of nine to five? Cause like, I know like you're in Canada, so I know, I don't know y'all's health system as well. I know it's pretty different than ours, (laughs) but I mean like, I know the large reason why a lot of people need a nine to five is like, our health insurance pretty fucked. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, in Canada, we're so lucky, right? Like, with especially in Ontario, we have something called OHIP, and even like your birth control is covered if you're under 25, and like it's just great yeah. here. And so, like on top, like the benefits, yeah, it's amazing. I remember when I was at um, the Big Four, like at this big accounting firm doing marketing, we had like two thousand dollars of like lifestyle benefits so you could get like your sephora reimbursed and like everything <laughs> haircuts oh. aritzia like it was so crazy and then you also had, like all, and then you had like everything covered like dental eye like contacts massages like whatever it was crazy that's insane wow yeah i don't i mean i don't even know the i mean i know certain benefits of nine to fives in the u.s just like from hearing my friends talk about it but that is so crazy and so cool yeah what was like your least favorite part of working a nine to five yeah i think my least favorite part i think it's just the lack of control over your Mm. schedule i feel like that's like everyone's kind of reason for going to do your own thing I also just felt that it wasn't what I wanted to do like I started to get I I I feel like I've always struggled with having a sense of urgency and like I need to figure what I'm doing like figure what I want to do forever and so I felt that when I was in this like nine to five job I'm like I don't want to do this like in 10 years and Mm. so I feel like I'm getting all this irrelevant experience now so I think that and then like the lack of control for sure of your schedule like it's just 
obviously nine to five, you're busy from nine to five. And so <laughs> doing like YouTube and the podcast and busy blooming, it's, it's, it was hard to, it was hard to balance. It was pretty like an unhealthy <laughs> lifestyle I maintained for a long time, to be honest. So. Yeah. No, that sounds, it yeah. sounds intense. Cause something I did notice when I was watching your YouTube and you were working the nine to five, I know now like we, you know, we have like these part-time jobs and we're trying to make a podcast work and stuff on social media. And we yeah. were literally right before this podcast, like if we could just have more time, like, even, know. you know, but yeah like how did you try and manage the nine to five and like creator life like what were some of your hacks or some of the things that you did yeah I think you just have to be so organized Mm. um and so I think that's definitely like a huge part of my lifestyle is just like you have to be organized or else you're not gonna get everything done um so I feel like that is a huge piece like using notion I, I'm like a notion like spokesperson I feel like at this we're point. very new to it we're, <laughs> we're new to the notion we're very train. new we're trying <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's great once you like get a hang the hang of it but notion um planners like stuff like that but I think you also just have to have that like dedication and motivation balance like if you're really motivated but also very dedicated like you just have to create you have to create a habit like it's just all about habits if you have the habit of vlogging and editing and podcasting like it just takes time but I think once you build those habits it becomes less daunting it becomes part of your life almost totally yeah Yeah. and I had seen on your channel that you'd mentioned that you'd been YouTubing since you were like 12 or 14 (laughs) yeah yes I know I I did it in high school and then I stopped like all through college and a little bit of postgrad then I restarted when I was 22 why did you end up stopping just I was so insecure oh my god like me at 17 I think 17 18 like it's the most insecure 17 18 year old ever which you would never think I had such a big personality but um I think when I was in my first year of university a bunch of people just found my channel and then I just like deleted it and then yeah, it just yeah. I can't imagine so like sad. no I can't imagine being young and like I, I, I think yeah. I, I listened to another influencer talk about the same thing where in college when they started doing all this like people used to like watch the videos at like pregames and yeah. make fun of it like that's ridiculous to me I know it's too bad because now I just like would love it I'd be like oh my god you guys watch my videos like subscribe you know but I just, <laughs> like, I just I don't know it's hard to it takes so much practice and like you just have to stop caring. But yeah. a 17-year-old not caring what people think, I mean, come on. It's next to <laughs> it's impossible, impossible at 17 to yeah. not care what people think. It truly yeah, is. Totally. How have you overcome what people think of your social media channels? Like, what has been that journey since the 17-year-old self? Yeah, I think definitely finding other people who also do it. I'm sure you guys can relate to, like, finding other podcasters. or It's just so nice to find people to relate to. So I yeah. think that has been a big piece I also just feel like my circle of like I have no like social life anymore like I feel like the people I hang out with it's such an inner circle it's like my family my partner like his like we have really really small close group of friends and so I think all the influences and people I talk to it's always like people who love me and like love what I'm doing and support me I don't have those like I don't have a lot of acquaintances, I guess. Like, I don't have a lot of people that I would feel insecure around and, like, people who don't know me that well. And I think that's a huge thing is, like, just having people, like, cut out people who would make fun of it or make you feel weird about it because that's definitely a reflection on them. And so um, I think that's what I've done. Like, as the older I get, the smaller my circle gets, I feel like, which helps. 
that's something that we've realized a lot in post-grad. Yeah. It's like, oh, we get to like kind of pick who's in our life now. And if you yeah. don't bring positive things, and even more if you, in fact, bring negative things, I don't have to let you be in my life. Yeah. And that's no. really cool, but also like very strange to discover. Yeah, I know. Do you guys feel that way about your podcast? Like, do you have the same sort of thing? Like, people listen to it and, and stuff like that? I don't know. You know what? Okay. Like, I, I try really hard to not think about people I, listening yeah. to it. <laughs> so, sort of in the same vein as you, I feel like I really have stopped trying to think about the fact that maybe people from high school, maybe people from college listen to yeah. it and think that we are crazy or insane for doing it. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I think... I for so long have like looked up to people like you like other influencers that are doing this like I'm like this is freaking cool and so you're putting yourself out there and if somebody else wants to like judge that even like when we're on the streets of New York and we're making TikToks and people are like giving us these weird looks I'm like if you want to judge me like just whatever yeah Yeah, it doesn't matter like it also what like I don't understand what is so cringy and embarrassing about it I I don't it's so annoying almost I'm like why are you making fun of me like what is embarrassing I I don't understand at this point where influencing (laughs) has become such a business and a very lucrative one at that like I'm like sure you want to make fun of us making these videos but like you know you never know how much money somebody can be making from that little video oh exactly it's only cringy until you have followers that's the thing right and so Mm -hmm. you have to you have to cringe though until you get the followers. I know. So that's the that's the hardest part. It's like that switch of like when you start talking to your Instagram story as followers rather yes. than like yes. documenting your life. Like that is such a weird thing that I feel like people don't talk about enough. I remember even with high school, something I was very aware of is like how it's kind of been considered cringy. I think particularly when you're younger and like in yeah. high school, yes. it's considered cringy to try and to care about yes. something. Yeah. And like the older I get, the more I'm like, A, I don't have the energy to care about what people think anymore. And B, like, why is it cringy that I care about something? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm the... I'm the biggest tryhard ever. Like doing social media is the least effortless thing I've ever done in my life. Like I have not tried harder at anything. So I don't understand. Like, why is that a bad, a bad thing? So, and I, I also just feel like you, it's like you do it more. You're like, it's okay that people don't understand. Yeah. Don't understand it. Like people, other people do things. I'm like, what are they doing? But that's fine. Like it's, I don't need to understand. A thousand percent. <laughs> like when I see people like do nine to fives, I'm like, you know, my dad's in yeah. finance. I, I meet a lot of his finance people and I'm like, I just don't understand how you do this. I respect you for doing yeah. it, but I don't get it. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Like we don't need to all like convince each other that what we're doing makes sense like it definitely doesn't to most people and that's fine yeah how have you like from YouTube your business how have you like sort of settled with like defining success for yourself and you know stop convincing people that like what you're doing is successful good you know that kind Mm -hmm. of thing yeah I think it, it's definitely a lot of trial and error because mm. I feel like we sometimes, I don't know how to say this. Like, I'm a big fan of big quitter energy. <laughs> like, I think if you think success look, looks a certain way for you, you're like, I think I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be a marketing girly, like whatever. And then it, it doesn't work out. That's not like a bad thing. It's not a sign of failure. It's actually a sign of success that you had the courage to try something and see how it went. And then you Mm. made a choice that it's not for you. Like that is an amazing um, and like powerful place to be. Like this isn't for me. And so I think 
when defining success, I used to always define it as like definitely monetary and like career wise. And um, I would definitely be like, well, if I'm at this company making this much money and doing this every day, I'm successful because that's how I define it. But now I just I really don't think it's that complicated. Like if you are doing what you love, if you're happy or not even doing what you love, but if you are happy and around people who you love, like what else can you really ask for in life? Like it's really not that complicated and I feel like the older I get the more I'm like success is just being like happy and content and that's really what it comes down to like helping people you love and yeah it's really I don't know I feel like my perspective has changed a lot yeah I love that answer so when you were leaving your job was the busy blooming to expand busy blooming the reason you were like I think I'm ready to leave yeah for sure I think busy blooming and like content creation I was basically just making enough money from it I'm like I don't like it was so nice to like have the double income (laughs) to have like my nine to five income and then the income from content and um the podcast and stuff but I just felt like I didn't it wasn't like again what I wanted to do really and so basically yeah I'm like I'm making like a decent amount of money from this I'm gonna give this a go take a like chance on the brand and like launch this new piece and keep going with content I actually like started doing TikTok and but yeah that's pretty much why I left because you could always go back right I'm like yeah I could just go back talking about that earlier yeah okay yeah yeah we were talking about that earlier about like oh if we get an opportunity where that would take us away from like you know these part-time jobs that we have that aren't really like that important to us to a degree but like we're like oh we could always go back if something goes wrong like we can always find another part-time job and go back but only yeah yeah, only so many times can you like you know follow your dreams yeah and it's like why why not like it was sometimes it just makes less sense to not do it if that like I don't know if that made sense yeah Yeah. I just feel like yeah you have to go for stuff and, and give it a try I mean yeah you can always change your mind and quit and do something different like there's no rule book right and so that's you you make your own path and your own rules and everything there's no guide to follow yeah if I know what path a is like if I don't try out <laughs> path b I might regret yes. that my entire life and like I don't want to look back and like think what if like if I try path yes. b and it fucking sucks I'm gonna walk <laughs> backwards and go back towards path a yeah, yeah. Or path c or d or e yeah like, it's just so or path many. like square yeah. root of pi <laughs> you never know or maybe it's not even a path maybe it's yeah a, I don't know a lake or something I know but yeah Ooh, a lake <laughs> yeah I love lakes yeah but, I, I feel like the whole like finding your path thing is so stressful that I think that's a huge stress a lot of people have it's like where's my path what should I be doing but it's like no you make the path you don't find it like whatever you're doing is the right thing because that's what you're doing and so if you're meant to do something else you're meant to be somewhere else you would just be there and doing those things but you're not so I think that's a great like de-stressor as well like in post-grad life Mm -hmm. like you are always where you're meant to be it's all gonna be okay you'll figure it out like there's no rush to find the path because you're making it right now a thousand percent I think like because we're in school for so many years there the path mm-hmm. is always given to us it is always mm-hmm. there and then when you have to go to this post-grad world where the path is not there for you again like you said you're creating the path you hold so much like power over your life which is almost overwhelming mm-hmm. sometimes yeah it's oh, like yeah. holy shit like how can I like 
keep myself together. I know. Are you? I grew up very religious as well. And uh-huh. I don't know about you guys, but I think that's also a big reason a lot of people feel that way. It's because you're mm. told. Like, that's a lot of the language, I think, is that, like, you are on the right path and the wrong path and so I think Mm. that also like definitely I think comes up a lot in adulthood as well (laughs) yeah how have you felt like you like defining what's right and wrong in going into self-employment entrepreneurship like how have you been able to like I feel like you have to stray away from those things don't you think like how have you done that yeah absolutely I think you just I, I feel like what a lot of what I underestimated a lot was trusting yourself to make the right decisions Mm. and trusting your past self that you've always made the right decisions that you had with what you knew at the time I think a lot of us have regret about things we've done or didn't do but it's like you always do your best in the moment like with everything you know and everything you believe at that time and so I think you have to just trust yourself that it's right for me right now and that's what counts there's no like right or wrong like higher you know whatever like I think it's just you have to really create that self-trust of I am doing if people don't agree with what I'm doing even if like it's out of my best intentions like you have to trust yourself that you have control over what you're doing with your life and like you you got it (laughs) yeah were there any moments when you were starting busy blooming where you felt like you didn't trust yourself or you were struggling to feel the confidence in coming out with something oh yeah like Every day, even still. Like, yeah, just, I get it. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I feel like that searching for that, like, finality and, like, that confidence of, like, you know, now I know what I'm doing and now I have it all together. Like, that never arrives, I don't think, ever. I mean, I think even when you're 50 and 60, like, you'll still be, maybe when I'm retiring, I want to live here or <laughs> do this. Or, like, I don't know. I think you're always, um, I think... I like with busy blooming especially I've just done things before or even like know what we're doing like even with the podcast it's like maybe we should do a podcast okay let's announce we're doing a podcast next week and then figure it all out so that's usually how I do everything which is a (laughs) little stressful but I think you just have to do things before you're ready and being comfortable in the gray a lot like the things are not black and white and getting comfy in that gray is like really hard but it's it's good so I mean yeah I'm still like that all the time even now (laughs) that's awesome so in this whole thing like in this whole thing for busy blooming you you know are starting like a business and you're starting an agency from what I'm like getting from the situation can you explain to our audience like what you are creating right now with busy blooming yes so busy blooming so I started about a year and a half ago in November 2020 and the reason I started it is because like we we're chatting about with YouTube I posted so much about being like a nine to five you know whatever and then I had this audience of women that were also my age are 22 23 24 and we we're all kind of doing the same thing so I'm like you know what we should start a Facebook group so we can all just like talk about work and get advice and stuff and then the Facebook group um people were posting like mul- like so many posts per day I'm like okay this is a great opportunity to knowledge share and like create something out of this because there's such a need here and so um we had the Facebook group and then expanded to a podcast and then we also had a website that had like resume templates and stuff and so for the last year about it's been kind of the podcast the Facebook group community and then our website with a few things on it 
So now we're rebranding and relaunching on June 15th. And so we're creating a one-stop shop that really has like tools, resources, and services that empower women to build not only their best career path and lifestyle, but also just personal lifestyle and friendships because it's also um, like it all goes together. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, so on the website, there'll be virtual services. So you have coffee chats and career coaching and resume review tips and like a bunch of different services. Um, dietitians will be on there. We also have tons of templates, Notion templates, iPad planners, like imposter syndrome tips, budgeting tips. Like it's really just like a one-stop shop for women and about the ages of like 18 to 35 um, to really just like build their best life and, and really break the rules of what they think they should be doing if like in your wildest dreams like and again everything is very subject to change and I've had times where like my dream or whatever comes true and I decide I don't like it but like in your wildest (laughs) dreams or fantasy or imagination like where do you see busy blooming going or where do you like want it to go yeah I really want busy blooming in the long run to just be the go-to place for women to feel empowered with their career path and their lifestyle, whether it's through larger events or through it, like university college ambassador programs and just create like the go-to place really. Like that's what I hope Busy Bloom one day becomes is like the go-to brand for women. That's awesome. It's so cool uh, hearing you explain it on your YouTube channel and talking about the like idea of it being like an airbnb for like different services but also different articles like i was like oh my god this is such a great idea because i know for us as very new content creators influencer podcasters there are so many things that we don't know or we're like we need an accountant that's experienced in influencing or like a videographer or stuff like that and what i got from what you were telling was like oh like that could be a hub for a lot of women in finding those resources yes yeah absolutely and I mean we'll have new launches every month of like news providers and new content and like um, I think it's just so fun to to knowledge share right like even with you guys it's like if someone who wants to go into like musical theater programs like to have somebody like you guys they could meet with and talk to I mean that's so cool so I feel like knowledge sharing is a huge piece of it as well it is I feel like the whole idea of like gatekeeping or like let me not tell people like why do we need that energy like why can't we help each other (laughs) I know I don't understand yeah (laughs) music theater is like such like I, I know just personally because it's the world that like we've been in like auditioning for it is like such a crazy weird experience and I learned so much about it and I was like I'd love like I loved getting to like I went to an arts high school so like I had people to sort of pass it on to and like yeah it felt nice to be able to help people with all this like totally crazy weird intense stuff that I learned and like why should you have to go through like the mind-numbing insaneness that I did like I think there's a natural human instinct to help and like to give a platform for people to be able to help others is really fucking cool thanks yeah I I totally agree people do want to help like people crave connection and so I think especially after the pandemic as well like people just want to meet other people and help each other we've we have had not had one issue with negativity or anything like that like it's just been amazing what have been your steps in creating like this part of the business have is there like templates you've been doing business strategy like can you give us a look into what that part of this venture has been for you yeah so it's been so interesting like building a proper like company like and incorporate 
incorporating it and like just everything it's been so um it's been so interesting because it's something I've obviously never done before um and it's so much more than anything I've done like rather than building like a YouTube brand or a TikTok brand or it's just different and so it's been a lot of like strategic planning like a lot of like okay even like what you said like what's the five-year vision what's the Mm -hmm. 10-year vision what's your mission statement what's the target like what's the revenue streams what's the you know what do you want your staff to be like in the future like there's just so many strategic like sessions I've had luckily my mom (laughs) is a strategic consultant and she has been for like 30 years and so that's been super fun like to work with her and she's like taking me through how to make a strategic roadmap and stuff and so that's been a huge piece but it's been a lot of just going with it like saying Mm -hmm. we're gonna do this and try it and find people who can help we have a little team which is really nice um but yeah we have notion (laughs) for everything notion (laughs) but for people who want to start a business in these early stages Can you like give some advice on what you would recommend for people to do? Yeah, I would say be really intentional about your Mm. long term vision. So even if you're starting a podcast or a YouTube channel or TikTok, I think those are businesses. And so I think people are afraid to set goals and dream because it feels stupid. And you're like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, I will never have staff or I'll never have that many followers or brand deals or like whatever. But I think don't be afraid to sit back and be strategic and like write out the ideal scenario, like your wildest dreams, even like you were saying. And so I think it's so important because then when you're doing the branding and the mission statement, the website and the merch, like you have that in mind all the time of like, okay, in 10 years from now, I want it to be the go-to place. And so I'm always thinking about that. And so taking the time, it's kind of annoying sometimes. Like I just want to get the website done, (laughs) but (laughs) it's good to sit back and really think about your biggest dreams with your brand and your business. And like, also I would say I've been setting up coffee chats with a lot of other women business owners. You know, um, like Natalie Barbu and yes. like a lot of her team, like just meeting other people and getting ideas and telling them what you're doing and getting some thoughts like that has been really helpful as well. That is a really great tip. Yeah. 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 It's been great. I feel like it's especially in the world that like we live in today, like you said, connection, like I think a lot of this stuff is talking with other people and, um, you know, like networking and figuring out how to get your product or business or whatever it is out there. Yes. Yeah. And also just like, I'm the CEO of taking things too seriously. Like I have no (laughs) chill ever. And so I've really been trying to have fun. Like, this is so it's so fun like doing a podcast or a TikTok or starting a company like it's such a fun time in life and so this is me to me <laughs> like <laughs> don't take stuff too seriously because this is such a fun time that I'm sure you know that quote from the office like you're in the good old days before you leave it or whatever and so I feel like yeah like you really are in the good old days when you're starting stuff and so really try to enjoy the beginning when it's all like that's I'm sure it's a lot simpler now than it will be later so yeah yeah what were have been your favorite parts in starting this part of Busy Blooming? Um, I think, I think just creating something that I know will be really helpful. It's been really fun. It's also, I'm sure you guys can relate to, like, owning your own business. You can just do whatever you want. Like, you can do whatever colors you want, the graphics and the brand. And um, I've also brought some people in to the team, which has been so fun. And I think it's just been fun creating something that, you know will be helpful and like that's your own like it's such a cool thing it's very fun 
Yeah. It is really cool starting your own thing, and I've really enjoyed it. I would say I've definitely had moments where, like, someone will ask us a question, and my brain's like, why are someone, (laughs) why are you asking me? I don't have the answer. And then I'm like, oh, no, it's because, I mean, again, we're it's the two of us and we actually we know we have an intern now so it's okay of us um but i'm like oh it's because there's not an an adult to go to i think i still like we've only been a year out of grad i'm still i keep looking for the adult and like oh a i should trust myself more but b like it's time to like step up to that which is really exciting and super fucking cool but also like a little bit scary of like oh if i do make the wrong choice like that's your that's fault. on me <laughs> yeah I know it's definitely the best and the worst part because then like like you said like people will be like oh well what should we put here like what should we say here and it's really up to you like there's nobody you can go to to be like okay tell me like just tell them what to do because they don't know like it's your your thing right and so right. it's like the best part and this puts a lot of pressure on you and I'm sure you guys can relate to that and it's like even the podcast it's like what what do you call it what do you put the description like what should the episodes be about like it's it's so it's a lot of pressure but it's really fun yeah it is Uh, that's what I love about the like what we're what we do in the podcasting world I just think it's it's so fun to like get on a mic every single week and and talk and for the small amount of people that want to listen or big amount, whoever it is, like yeah. want to connect with you and the ideas that you have. I think it's such a special thing. Yes. I, I think so too. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Like this it cool is. world. You could just create something from your laptop. It's exactly so yeah. I know. Well, you mentioned that you are building the team of Busy Blooming. As people yeah. who are building our team, we're su- I'm super interested in how yeah. have you managed like working with other people on the project that you started for yourself and like sort of becoming like the and owner finding other people yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so I think I always really am so grateful that people care like people that like give a shit about what you're doing I always say that like it's always <laughs> so it's so nice that from something you sat in your bedroom and created that people want to work with you on it like that is so um flattering and and just I always am telling people that are on the team like I'm just so excited that you're excited and I feel like I really it's so important to empower people and just like let them own things it's like that is the best I think most rewarding thing for people like even for me when I was in jobs it's like I if I own the Instagram account like it's mine I can post whatever I want respond to comments like I really try to give people like their own thing and so I think that's been really good um I think also just like being fun like busy blooming we really try to you know have a good sense of humor and be fun and so I think just keep things really light and it's not that serious and even this morning (laughs) I sent everyone like a Starbucks card and like get a coffee today you're the best like just really trying to have good good vibes all around all the time because I'm just so excited people are part of it (laughs) so that's definitely something it has been a little bit hard though because sometimes sometimes the, there are girls who don't get it and that's fine <laughs> so I think that's also definitely a part of it as well as like if you guys do start your own thing and then you start bringing people on like sometimes you it's hard sometimes when people don't immediately understand and so that's also been like a learning perspective for me as well um and so that's definitely like there's a lot to it but it's been so fun and I'm just trying to like make it really fun in terms of finding people it's all people in the community so that's Mm. basically or my friends (laughs) select friends 
I know. So, yeah. Bring in people that you know. I know. Yeah. I feel like that's what we did a lot um, or in the early days of the podcast with guests. I was like, let's reach out to our network at first, yeah. you know, to like kind of establish and get comfortable in it. Yeah. And now we're really pushing ourselves to try and reach out to people and get to know other people and podcasters because I, I know that's a, an important part of this business. Someone asked us what our vetting process was. And I was like, <laughs> well... Basically, everyone we've had on so far, we've known personally. So we met them about five years ago, and then we were friends with them for five years, and that was our yeah. vetting process. It's a long vetting process. Yes, very long. You've got to be friends with me for five years before I'll consider yeah. bringing you on. Totally. And the podcast is so hard, too, because it's like sometimes you bring people on, and you're like, there, there's no vibe. Like, you think that it will work out, and it doesn't. And then you're like, how am I going to carry this conversation on my back? for an hour <laughs> it's it is honestly and I say this so much on the podcast and I must just be so silly it is so hard to freaking interview people like, oh my god it just no, no, no. is it's so bad I- I I talk as we're in an interview. Much. As we're in an interview, I know. I, I'm just like it's not anybody else but me. I'm like I'm trying to ask the questions. I'm trying to make it sound it's conversational. So but it's also you get to meet some cool people. Like yeah. I think you're very cool and very smart and doing something yeah. very cool. And if we didn't have a podcast, we wouldn't be talking to you right Gee. now. Um, yes. So that feels really yeah. fucking cool that we get to talk to you. You know what the key is? It's finding people who have podcasts that I've is heard that yeah. so key I, I never internalized that and then <laughs> I did so I feel like yeah definitely people with podcasts but podcasts are so cool because same with me like there are people like it's like you could just have a coffee chat like no one would ever let you go for a coffee with them for 30 minutes but if you're like do you want to come my podcast then they'll come on so yeah, it's the best thing ever. Oh, I yeah. know. It's so when we like look at like who we would possibly want to come on, I'm like, what can we like learn from this person? What can we take as yeah. hosts? And, you know, what can your audience take? It's it's an interesting like dynamic. Oh, totally. It, it's really hard. But I, I've noticed like since we've done the podcast, when I'm in normal life, I'm so good at talking to people now because you're just so used to like pushing the conversation on them. And it's yeah. something people would be like, oh, my God, like you're such a good listener. Like, whatever. I'm like, it's from the podcast. <laughs> I, I think it's literally, again, we did a BFA music theater program. This is yes, a lot of what we did was just talk. Totally. Talk. Totally. I know. Talk, <laughs> it, listening. And it's so funny. I, this is so I cannot believe I'm saying this. But like, it is so hard sometimes to like listen. And then you're trying to like translating oh. your brain. Oh my God. <laughs> I know I started like I'll get a I'll type when people are talking or like I'll write a note when people are talking because I know I'm gonna forget yeah um, what my point was but it's so hard because you're also re- getting recorded <laughs> so right. it's like it's just yeah no it's a lot but what are your podcasting tips I'm kind of curious my podcasting tips I would say like I don't know I feel like you guys are so good at podcasting so I'm like I don't want to be redundant but I feel like um definitely like researching the guests a lot has been something that has helped me a lot like I think that's if you have guests honestly though we so when I started the busy blooming podcast last May it was supposed to be like a guest podcast like every Mm. week we will have a guest and it won't be about me at all like it's just gonna be me and the guest and then I brought my 
social media manager at the time, Alexis, on the podcast. And her and I did like an intro together really quickly. And people are obsessed with her. Like they just loved it. And because I think also me, I would just really... I wasn't as serious on the podcast with her there because she's so funny and like so cute. Yeah. And so I think her and I started talking about, we'd talk about my partner and like our lives or like being drunk on the weekend or something. I would just (laughs) never, I would never talk about that like on my own. And so I think a big tip I learned is that people like being personal is way better than just like interviewing people and stuff like all the time because like the episodes that are just her and I do so much better than when we have like a massive guest on it's it's crazy so that's so interesting yeah I I sometimes will get that too like people I know my partner is like they'll be like I like it like when you have an Audrey because you have your dynamic and I feel like you probably feel that with your co-host like you feel that dynamic and then when you bring someone into that dynamic sometimes it can be really difficult yes yeah absolutely It, it totally is and I think also with podcasting, it's not like a YouTube video or TikTok where it has to be perfect. Like just leaving in, I know we kind (laughs) of just said this, but like leaving in silences and like repeating yourself and stuff because I would listen to people talk for two hours. Like if I liked what they're saying, I actually don't really care. Like if there's a lot of silence or whatever, I I think just don't over edit it because I over edited our podcast a lot at the beginning. Mm. Like I would cut out all the silence, like everything I would say that was like not perfect. And I Uh think... It just it's such a waste of time like that time would be better you spend on another project than like editing a podcast for four hours I mean like the biggest I think compliment that we've gotten from people is when people have told us like friends and family mostly like oh when we listen to it it feels like we're just hanging out with you like yes. that's what we're going for that's like we're my my mom she she was super behind in the episode so she had a long car ride and was just binge listening and she's like Aww. I felt like I spent the morning with you which she was Aww. like was then kind of weird because then I actually saw you and I realized oh I hadn't been with you uh, <laughs> yeah no totally that's like the goal I feel like right like trying to be casual and yeah, and yeah make it like cozy since you all are on like YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, uh, I already said YouTube, um, but what's your what's your favorite platform? Oh, TikTok. I love TikTok. Yeah. yeah. What's I your actually, favorite thing? I haven't like officially quit YouTube, but I haven't posted on there in like a month and I, I don't think I'm going back. <laughs> I but just, people, yeah. People always know. say to start a YouTube, but like I, I'm not a huge video girl. <laughs> like I'm like, I don't, I don't think I could ever like edit those types of videos no just yeah (laughs) i like the editing but i'm like i don't know what i would put i'm like i literally i was talking to my mom wow bring it my mom twice within 30 seconds Um, (laughs) i'm mom energy i'm really cool but my mom literally she made a comment of like as we're doing stuff she was like oh you're gonna need to start like living a more interesting life and like kind of shade but like very fair i was good point i don't do that much like (laughs) yeah no, I, the thing, okay, I think I also just have such a extra perspective on it because I work in social media marketing. Yeah. And so I think I just, YouTube is, is great if like you love it. If you love mm. creating YouTube videos and you love watching YouTube videos, do it because I think it's, it, 2,000 views on YouTube is worth so much more than 2,000 on TikTok because mm. you get paid and, like, people watch you for so much longer and the audience is, re- like, really, really knows you. And on TikTok, that's not the case. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like YouTube is great. You also make – you can make a lot more money because they have AdSense, but – not like it's all about the money. But I um, I think TikTok's so fun because, like, even when I was in New York, for example, it's like you would – 
film for four days, edit a long 30 minute long video and post it. Or you can make 50 TikToks and post in real time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's just you get so much more content. And also just from like a brand marketing perspective, brands like I work in influence marketing at a beauty brand as one of my clients and you want vertical short form content so you can post it on your socials as the brand right like once you have a YouTube integration it's like what are you really gonna do with that so I feel like that's another reason too but I just love TikTok because it's so fun it's so easy to make the videos too it's like two seconds what are your favorite type of TikTok videos to make like do you like the trends or like vlogging like what's your type yeah I definitely like the get ready with me like talking videos yeah Um, I think those are really fun and like day in the life vlogs are really fun too that's pretty much all I I do for the most part is like just work kind of like and a little bit of like content creation tips and stuff but but yeah I think definitely like the get ready with me chatty ones are fun what do you feel like your audience on TikToks like like likes to see from you I know it's been really interesting for us as like we are growing our TikTok trying to figure out like our community you know yeah yeah I think my my biggest tip for TikTok and stuff too is think of the one like the ideal one person like for me it's like Mm. the ideal person watching my videos is probably like a 23 year old um who like works and like has a side hustle like every time I post a video I'm always thinking of that girl I'm like okay how is this going to be helpful for her like how would she like this and I don't know who that person is (laughs) but it's just I think it's always trying to think that way and so I think from my perspective it's definitely the work stuff like being like here's how to quit your job and without telling your boss that you hate him or like something like that like just kind of being (laughs) funny but then real about and I feel like I can be very unfiltered about work because I don't have that boss anymore so um I think that stuff does the best how did you quit (laughs) okay I've quit I've quit so many jobs like oh it's really bad but how did you do it oh my god I've had four or five jobs since grad like I've bounced around like so much my best way so the last then my nine to five job that I quit um the last one was I slacked my boss and I told him over slack and then I like booked in a meeting and like met with him because I'm such a crier like I'll just start crying if I have to tell him I'm gonna quit I I've I always cry when I quit jobs and so I'm like I am not a 25 year old in a like product marketing manager job I'm not crying like that is not <laughs> the vibe so I slacked him and then um I met with him after and he he like he knew I was quitting already so that's that's <laughs> so a great comment. way I know yeah. I'm I feel like I'm so awkward I'm like I don't know how I would do oh that God. you know it's it's the worst quitting your job is like it's the worst thing ever. I, I don't know why we have to do it. <laughs> it's just an easier way. It's just we should just be able to ghost everyone. Just don't just show leave. up one day and they'll yeah. figure it out. It's like you when will you never don't see like someone. Like, and you're like, yeah. how do I tell this person I don't like them? Like, I, ugh. And they have to subtly ghost. I wish you could do that with jobs. You just Gosh. like kind of suddenly never talk to Those them again. <laughs> darn recommendation letters that you need from them. It's like, oh, I know. No, it's tricky. Yeah. Well, our final question for you that we've been asking all our guests lately is tell us a most recent time where you felt clueless, like a clueless moment. It can be something deep, something not so deep. Okay, let me think. Yeah, take your time. Every day. um, (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Um, Every moment. I, okay. I think just in general, like, I think clueless is actually a great word to describe like leaving and working for yourself. Like you're just mm. so clueless about like 
waking up every day and you don't know what to do like there's no meeting agenda there's no schedule there's no one saying like hey good morning like here's what you're doing today and so I think me in the first month of quitting my job like every day was just clueless so Mm. I think yeah I can't, I can't imagine. It's I do us all too. of our work just from my couch. We take all of our meetings on my couch. Yeah. Right Perfect. here. I know. Yeah. It's so well, cool. <laughs> I don't even have a kitchen table, so I actually do everything on this couch. So I get oh that. <laughs> yeah. You should do you have like something for your, your laptop so it's like eye level? Because I no, used to do it my back hurts so bad. I stack pillows. Oh nice. Genius. <laughs> Perfect. I know. Yeah. I work from my bed. I live at my parents' house, so that's oh, yeah. where I'm at. You know? Working from your bed, I feel like, is better on your back than the couch. Yeah. you have, have that, like, back support. I have the back support, and, like, I have this little, like, thing that you would eat a meal on in bed, but I put my laptop Ooh. on there. I don't have a yeah. window. So I technically live in a studio with an office, okay. but my bedroom, like, the reason why my bedroom is an office is it has no windows, so they can't legally call it a bedroom. Okay. So like, yeah. Sitting in my bedroom just feels a little sad. <laughs> that is sad. Yeah. No. Don't do that. It's a no. It's not good no. for the mental health. No. I know. There's so many windows right here, so this is where we usually sit, so people can yes. see us. Yeah. I know. I'm in such my okay. My fiance's desk is like so. Oh, I don't think you guys see it. Anyways, it's in front of all the windows. I'm like, he has this ugly desk that is just <laughs> taking up the whole. A whole office is the one thing you got to pick, but yeah. How dare? How <laughs> so dare? I feel like I'm like weird lighting, but anyway. <laughs> it looks great. I know. It was yes. so nice to get to talk to you today. Yeah, this was so fun. I don't want to leave. I feel like we could just. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I love this energy. And it's just like so nice to like get to meet other fellow podcasters. Yes. That's something that's very new to us. So it's been so nice to to chat with somebody that kind of knows what we're up to. Thanks for having me. Well, that was our interview with Tess. That was super fucking fun. And I can't wait to chat with her more in the future. I know. She was so freaking cool. She was one of those people from like their YouTube I could tell was going to be like really fun. She was just really cool. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> I think I just love chatting with fellow podcasters. It just makes it a little bit easier Sorry to all the non-fellow podcasters. We still love you. Fuck all of you. Don't listen. (laughs) I'm kidding. We're kidding. Anyways, that is our episode this week. We really hope that y'all got some great info from our interview with Tess. And make sure to check out Busy Blooming because they're super fucking dope. Yes. Check out Busy Blooming. Women supporting women. People supporting people in general. That is our vibe. So... Do not forget to follow us on TikTok at completely F-C-K-I-N-G Clueless. And on Instagram at completely fucking Clueless. And please, please rate and review this podcast. We would appreciate it so, so much. Please. We cannot wait to see y'all next week because we are starting Pride Month. Yay. Yay. And that's okay. Yes, our next episode is going to be all about gay sure and our sexuality (laughs) and deep diving into that and we just cannot wait for this month because we have some people coming on that we're very excited about yes yes so do not forget to come back and tune in again and with that being said oh my god i hate myself (laughs) don't forget to go out there and be motherfucking clueless it's okay to be uncertain you've got this guys go bloom Go, go busy bloom. Go, go bloom your flower. Go bloom the flower. I am a flower. That was <laughs> all of this is me having music over, so no one's gonna really. Yay!